0: Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition, and you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas school school events including hundreds of live texas high school football games it's all part of a dave campbell's texas football subscription get yours today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe
1: get on up with dark and bold from community
2: coffee
1: look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com
0: online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, working the computers, getting the wires in order, turning off the microphones. Uh, that I left on last night after recording Tep and Step. She's the dutch of the Dark. She's Ashley Fickle.
3: See, it's not the microphones. What actually is the issue is you keep leaving on the system. Like, you turn it off but the the oh. switch on the back is to completely turn it off.
1: And you forget that every
3: week. And then sometimes say, no. old girl gets really mad. I was going to say, I shut down the computer. Yeah, you do, but it's just the, the one little extra switch, which is very annoying. Trust me, That guy. is annoying because yes. I can't
0: find it. And I got, like, these pork sausage fingers. I'm trying to reach back there. I'm just... It's terrible. Today is Tuesday, right?
3: Mm, yeah.
0: August 29th, 2020.
3: I hope it's only Tuesday. <laughs> 2023,
0: 86 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... Good Lord. it's this is a I mean, it's Michael Jackson's birthday, so oh, there's nice. that. But like then it's just a bunch of TikTok people.
3: Ish is a really big Michael Jackson music fan. Oh,
0: his music's very good. Um, yeah goodness
3: i don't know tiktok people bad
0: day for birthdays anyway i guess happy br- leah michelle she's still
3: relevant i don't know who that is
0: who's to say anyway happy birthday to all the tiktok people it's episode 1638 on today's show folks big show big show multi-guest show we're going multi-guest off the top there was college football this weekend the UTEP Miners played, and we are going to talk with uh, the host of The Mineshaft, the UTEP podcast on the Dave Campbell's Republic Football Podcast Network. Colin Deaver will join us live here momentarily. We'll talk a little UTEP football. Then we're going to be joined by the Emmy Award-winning Hall of Famer, Craig Way. He will join us to talk a little bit about high school football uh, and maybe about why Rice plays Texas. And then we're going to roll out the Dave Beatrice. Campbell. What's that?
3: Beatrice, have I ever told you that story?
0: Save I'll send it for
3: final thoughts. I'm about to put Trish on blast.
0: We'll round it all out with the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week from Week 1 of the Texas High School Football Season. Do we have first fourth through the door?
3: We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Deadbeat Pinata, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Morton, Daniel Agnew, and Tanner Solis. That's Welcome five. In oh. First five
0: through the door. Oops. Congratulations to Tanner Solis. Illegitimate first four through the door. I
3: got lost counting. <laughs>
0: first fourth illegitimate first four through the door. Hope you'll go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. With many people do it over the weekend, I think because they realized, oh wait, I want to watch high school football games on Friday night. Well, great news! If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe, you get uh, as part of your subscription, you get the uh, access to the 2020, or you get taxes to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming platform, where you can listen to hundreds. of Watch hundreds of Texas high school football games live on your device at texanlive.com. If you go to texasfootball.com/slash subscribe, all for, plus you get three magazines and a year of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. All for the low, low price of forty nine ninety five for the year. Texasfootball.com/slash subscribe. Forgot to put on my headphones. I'm putting on my headphones.
3: Oh yeah! Wow. This is this is why we're the Loser Show.
0: We are the Loser Show. Zero time Emmy award winning pro- show. Texas football today. Let's go to the Hotline Pickle. There was college football this weekend. Uh, involving a texas team the utep miners it did not go as planned for the miners and we are pleased to be joined by colin deaver colin deaver is the host of the mineshaft the utep podcast on the dave campbell's republican football podcast network colin do you read me
2: i can hear you guys can you hear me
0: i got you perfectly loud and clear how are things in beautiful el paso texas
2: Well, I'm currently headed out of El Paso to Las Cruces to, uh, because we also, for my day job at KTSM, we cover New Mexico State as well. Uh, But. You know, always happy to talk about the UTEP Miners. No doubt,
0: You're just all over the Battle of I Ten. That's just like <laughs> that's just your scene. Yeah,
2: At this one I am the Battle of I Ten, so <laughs> that's, that's that's how I feel.
0: So, <laughs> UTEP opens their season uh, last week uh, on the road at uh, FBS newcomer Jacksonville State, uh, and it doesn't go great. Seventeen to fourteen, uh, the Miners fall uh, to uh, to the Gamecocks. I am. I'm interested in in your perspective as the guy who is as close to this program as as anybody um, what you made of what we saw from the miners on Saturday
2: well it just felt like deja vu uh, from a lot of their games last year you know they go five and seven a season ago and they had games against rice against middle Tennessee against UTSA where they did a lot of fantastic things. If you, I mean, go look at the stat sheet from Saturday. They outgained uh, Jacksonville state, I think by almost a hundred yards, you know, they, they did some good things. The defense was solid, held a rushing attack uh, under rich Rodriguez. That has been fantastic at Jacksonville state. They pretty much held them a check. They held them to 65 passing. I mean, they did some good things. It's just the thing that has always just shot them in the foot the last couple of years. And it's just silly mistakes. It's taking, back-to-back timeouts it's turnovers in really bad spots um it's decisions on play calls uh whether it be in the first half whether it be um late in the game obviously the the two throws on third and one and fourth and one certainly made the rounds um on twitter and social media over the weekends um and yeah it's just i would just say deja vu i i do think i will say that the game goes entirely differently. I truly believe this. If that touchdown on their first drive Mm -hmm. does not get overturned, um, Kelly Akari almost comes down with that. If it's a game at the sun bowl where they have four camera angles instead of a CBS sports network, you know, opening weekend where they have 11, maybe there's not a camera angle that overturns it. And then you have a touchdown 95 yards on your first drive of the season. And I just think the game completely changes after that, but um, yeah just a lot of a lot of things you know bad luck that i mean that's bad luck the the touchdown getting overturned but obviously some self-inflicted wounds that them on Saturday.
0: This is a uh, now the sixth year under Coach Dana Demmel, um, and and there have been some 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 positives from 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 the Miners in his time there. Uh, obviously, losing to an FPS newcomer uh, is is not exactly what uh, Miners fans had in, in mind. What is the what is the vibe among UTEP fans right now surrounding uh, the man in charge there, Dana Demel, as he as he is now into his sixth year at the helm.
2: I wouldn't say it's great today uh, for the reasons that you just said. I mean, losing uh, to an FBS newcomer, um, people are frustrated. And, look, I think that Dana Dimmel, given the situation, he walked into a situation where somebody else had burned the house down before he got there, and then he was tasked with completely rebuilding the foundation, I mean, doing everything. But they're kind of beyond that point now. I mean, you're in year six You've built the program. You've already been to a bowl game. These are all your guys. I said it last week. I mean, this is the year they've been waiting for, theoretically. Like, this is the year that they should be, you know, a bowl game should be the, ex- the expectation. And, a con- I mean, a conference title, while I wouldn't pick them, I didn't pick them to win a conference title before the season started. If things break right for them this year, it's on the table. Like, they have the talent. They have the experience to do that. So, I think that – Frustration uh, would be the right word to use. Certainly. I mean, you have your you have your, you know, drastic people on social media who are calling for him to get fired after the game. I mean, I think that's that's a little ridiculous. But, um, you know, I think certainly frustration is is the right word to use.
0: Talking with Colin Deaver of the Mindshaft of the Dave Kimball's Republic Football Podcast Network here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. There's another guy that I specifically want to ask you about, and that is uh, QB1, Gavin Hardison. Uh, I, I don't know that there is a more baffling player in Texas college football than Gavin Hardison. Because in watching him... There are times where he makes throws that you you say that's an NFL throw. Like there are throws that he makes that are jaw dropping that that almost nobody else in the state can make, and then there are times where he will make really just astounding decisions that that leave you scratching your head. Um, the the quarterback spot at at UTEP has befuddled them for for a minute. Do is there, a, is there a sense that this was just one bad game and that there could be a, a, a move forward, or, or is this just kind of what we're going to get from Gavin Hardison on a weekly basis?
2: Well, he's been starting now. This is his fourth season, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a lot of that, right, for the, the four years that he's kind of been the starting quarterback. You're right. He has as much arm talent as anybody at the Group of Five in college football. Scouts come through from the NFL level to talk to him, basically every single practice. Uh, Dana Dimmel's told a story about one of the guys, one of the scouts for the Giants last week, saying that he had as strong of of an arm as anybody in the NFL, not just college football, in the NFL. So he has so many attributes that, to your point, make him, you know, when he's on, one of the best quarterbacks of the group of five level. He also does... Seems like one or two things a game um, that leave you scrapped, like you said. So, I, and this is his last year of eligibility. This has got to be the year if they're going to kind of do all the things that they think they can do. I mean, he has to be the one that steps up and makes it happen. And I know that's super cliche, right? To say, oh, if the quarterback plays well, the team's going to be good. But, I mean, we've seen what they can be when he's, you know, average to pretty good and that's a pretty good football team they went when he plays pretty well they usually win so I think if if he can step it up this year and kind of live up to like the flashes that he's shown and do it on a more consistent level then yeah they could be pretty good but to this point um it just hasn't been as much of a consistent effort from Gavin in the offense um as they would probably like to see but I certainly again the flashes are there they're, he's capable the offense is capable they just have to do it on a more consistent
1: basis uh,
0: it's on to the next one Saturday night incarnate word comes calling to the Sun Bowl uh, for the home opener uh, for the minors um, I, I don't want to I don't want to go crazy here but with at Northwestern I mean who the heck knows what that's going to look like and then at Arizona uh, on the horizon uh, is it fair to call Saturday night I don't want to be an alarmist but is it fair to call Saturday night a must win for this team
2: I'm, oh yeah, I don't. I don't think you're being an alarmist there. And like, I think people really need to realize. I don't know that Utah fans are completely aware, and people know that Incarnate Word went to the FCS semifinals last year. But I mean, this is a this is a game that like they're going to pre- they're going to have to play. Like it's, you're not. This isn't. You know, you're walking out there and playing. You know, some middle of the road Big Sky team. Like this is this is probably going to be a pretty good team. Zach Calzada mm-hmm. is the quarterback. He beat alabama two years ago when he was at a&m he's not going to be afraid of stepping into the Sun Bowl to play utep so um yeah i think it's i think it's more of a more a more difficult game than maybe people are uh here might realize so no i think i think it's completely fair to to call it a a must-win game because if you lose it you're oh and two again like you said you northwestern is is interesting you know it's so interesting with everything going on around there like You know, maybe it's a game they win, but you can't you can't you can't just expect as a group of five team to go on the road and beat two power five teams two weeks in a row. Like that's just not something that you can expect. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's very fair to call this a must win game to get to one and one.
0: He's Colin Deaver. Uh, he, you can see his fine work on KTSM out there covering UTEP and New Mexico State, and you can hear him on the Repu- Dave Campbell's Republican Football Podcast Network on the Mineshaft, uh, where they will have complete coverage of your UTEP Miners. Colin, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, take care. Enjoy the weekend.
2: All right, thank you guys for having us. We'll have another podcast of the Mineshaft up today, so right. people can get our thoughts there too.
0: Fantastic, more UTEP content. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. There he goes, Colin Deaver, of the Mineshaft of the Dave Campbell's Republic Football Podcast Network. Uh, they have a uh, Gavin Bashell, there before uh, former UTEP punter on there too, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good listen. It's a good listen. You should listen to the Mineshaft. UTEP's a fascinating program. That's a dud of a start um, yeah. to, to lose to a, an FBS newcomer, and it's. I mean, the thing, that, the other thing that stinks. And I don't want to get too far into it. Is that that's a conference game? You already own one in conference. Yep. So that's the real bummer here. Uh, yeah,
3: especially after, I mean, just after all the the negatives that they had to get with the conference realignment of right. being just the team that geographically was so left, left off, and it mm-hmm. was just one of those things. It's like, man, you've got to at least in that form yeah. punch back.
0: 100%. So uh, a, a huge game. I think, a, a, you know, a huge game for, uh, Saturday night at the Sun Bowl uh, as they welcome an incarnate word. Uh, I'll be locked in. Saturday night, I'm so it's going to be a Saturday night party me, Incarnate Warden, Utah, because I know how to party we're Texas Football Today, we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Campbells. follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com coming up here just in a, mo- in a moment we're going to ask Craig Way what it's like to win an Emmy and also about high school football but first, a word from these goods and services <laughs>
3: Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling (laughs) 855-GO-VCR-NOW.
1: Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here.
0: Picklets Tuesday.
1: Tuesdays. Let's go. We're back.
0: Let's go to the hotline. We're pleased to be joined by the Hall of Famer, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh you can now hear him on a on a radio station that he'll tell you all about here in a moment. And Emmy Award winning broadcaster Craig Way. Woo-hoo! Mr. Way, does uh, do your, does uh, the, the trophy case feel heavier these days?
4: Uh, you know, it's funny. When I moved from the one house in Cedar Park to the one in Georgetown, where I currently reside, uh, Lynn and I decided, okay, well, this particular room we'll do kind of as an office slash studio, whatever, and we'll set up shelving and stuff like that for, for, the, for the trophy case or Emmys or whatever. And uh, and it's a nice thought and we're into a year at that a year into it now and uh that office slash studio just has a bunch of boxes in it right now that's all it has boxes no desk no studio nothing nothing we haven't even gotten to it yet but it's because of being around the great game of texas high school football that's kept me busy as well as longhorn game so yeah that's cool and and really seriously uh it, it it's neat as you know you yourself an Emmy winner and uh this is a a beautiful thing because six of the seven Emmy awards that I've been lucky enough to be a part of we've had mostly the same production crew doing Texas high school football state championship games and three of those seven Emmys are direct product of Galena Park North Shore versus Duncanville, <laughs> two North Shore victories and one Duncanville because that's the drama and the pathos of those state championship games. And it and whenever something like that wins, it's uh, it's a win win for Texas high school football. That's what I think. The fact that uh, that the production and telecast of a high school football game, whether it's championship or not, can stand toe to toe with pro sports telecasts Mm -hmm. of uh, Mavericks, Stars, Rangers, whatever, uh, Spurs, whatever, uh, you know, whatever it might be, and then and then be selected as the best live sporting event telecast. And that was that was cool. So everybody who was a part of that and and you guys were part of it, too, because you were on the halftime show. So, you know, everybody is everybody comes in for congratulations
0: on that deal. We don't get trophies. Uh, it's, it's, it's Craig way. Uh, congratulations, buddy. We're, 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 thrilled for you, for you guys It's certainly well-deserved. Uh, we've Thank been, you. we've been spending the whole last 36 hours telling people not to overreact to week one of the Texas high school football season. And so let's ask you to overreact here on the for week one of the Texas high school football season. I'll put it to you this way. Um, Give me a team or two or three. I don't want to limit you. Give me a team or two or three that coming out of week one, you're saying, ooh, I have, a, I have an eye on you. I think there might be something something special there. Maybe something that uh, I, I thought maybe even better than I thought it was going to be uh, based on week one. Are there a couple of teams that coming out of week one you are, you are thinking, okay, maybe you got a little something here?
4: You know, it's funny. You said we're spending all this time not overreacting. And then here are you and I sitting at dinner Saturday night with our (laughs) wives, and you and I are overreacting the entire time. You You know, know. they're they're enjoying dinner, and and we're talking about how uh, Rockwall was – taking apart Cedar Hill and all that kind of stuff in real time as the games were going on. So I think people know you better than that, Tep. And they know me better than that. So, and, and Pickle knows us better than that. So, Everybody knows we're gonna run overreact or try not to overreact, right? Right. Um to your question, I, I think sometimes it's the more things change, the more they remain the same with regard to say a North Shore or a Duncanville or a Cedar Hill. That said, um, and, and you meant it you brought it up on the show, and I'm right there with you on this one. Um I was quite impressed. With what Cibulow Steel did, and uh, I was also quite impressed with what, in these parts, what Vandegrift did uh, in in a twenty point win over a. Good Dripping Springs team. So, in terms of six A, I was I was quite impressed with those two. Those are two that just you know leap off the page at me. And you know Alito was Alito. We kind of figured it would be like that. And then um, you know maybe it was a a, a little bit of, a, of an eyebrow raiser what happened with McKinney and Longview in five A.
0: The let's let's take the, the flip side of that. Uh, and and again. Putting into the context that this is a, a self-admitted overreaction, but right. based on what we saw in week one, are there any teams that catch your eye from a concerning point of view that you go, uh-oh, uh, maybe there's trouble in paradise, maybe they're not going to reload, so to speak, as quickly as, as we thought? Are, are there any teams that, that caught your eye in a in a less than glamorous way?
4: Um, I, I I would think... Maybe they're just coming up, you know, off the top of my head, uh, maybe Manville Mm -hmm. uh, with, with what they did and, and we'll see as they try to get things going again, obviously. And uh, that's, that's one that kind of came to mind is like, OK, I thought, you know, maybe I don't know what I was expecting or if I was expecting uh, more. Maybe maybe that was something. Uh, Corpus Christi Betts Memorial uh, won theirs. And, uh, you know, now they should handle their business. They they won by three in their their opener. That was one uh, that came to mind. Uh, but, you know, by and large, it's like you say, it's difficult to uh well put it this way it's it's difficult to not automatically overreact mm-hmm. uh when you see argyle get worked like they did against melissa it, the natural tendency is to kind of, if not overreact, certainly have the eyebrows go up and go, woo, woo. But then again, we remember it's week one. Remember with Alita last year how it, how it started and mm-hmm. lo and behold what happened at the end. So that's, that's why you and I caution people not to do it, even though you and I are probably as guilty as anybody else of, of, of feeling the pangs of overreaction.
0: Uh, It's now time to do one of our favorite things, the the meanest thing we do to each other each week, which is uh, I'm going to give you a teleporter and I'm going to allow you use of that teleporter to teleport to any of the 731 Texas high school football games this weekend. But you can only teleport to one. Which one are you going to find your way towards this week?
4: (laughs) Um I, I think it might be and Lake Travis
0: mm-hmm.
4: because I, I, I want to see uh, how Lake Travis responds. I mean, uh, what, what was it? You, you borrowed my phrase, rock fight, <laughs> on the air the other night that and talking sense. about that 13 to 6. And I think I used the term taffy pull uh, in, in uh, their matchup with Arlington Martin Uh how for real is steel? I think we find out a little bit more with regard to that. So that's one, I think certainly that comes to mind. I'll give you another one. Louisville and Highland park. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, uh, Highland Park was impressive in the first game. Louisville likewise. They had a had a a, a, a rock and em, em game last year, and that might be another one that that certainly comes to mind. Um, uh,
3: well, you can watch them both on Dave Campbell's Texan Live.
4: Wow, so, look look at you, you are! Uh-huh. Look at you, instant promo. She's How
3: a, about is that? This,
0: She's a. Is
4: this a... Is this the part where I'm supposed to promote the new radio station I'm at now? I'm going to give you a
0: moment there. Give Give me a second. I'm getting oh, there. Yeah, it's I Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall <laughs> of Famer, joining us here on Texas Football today. Uh, Craig, you and I, I, I want to make sure I give you some uh, some some an opportunity to talk on this because we didn't have you on last week. Um, we, I I know that you and I on Saturday, you mentioned we went to dinner and uh, it, your insistence was that we raise a glass to uh, the, the great Bill Little. Bill Little at the University of Texas passed away after a uh, what can only be described as a legendary career there with, with the University of Tex- Texas Athletics. I know you were particularly close to Bill and he played a, a particularly key role in, in, in your career. And, and I'm, I'm curious as to as what, from your perspective, the legacy of Bill Little will be uh, in, in your life.
4: You know, I don't even have to say it. If you just saw the reactions, uh, both in social media and online, and the way it was published as well, the general response was: he was the conduit to all things history of Texas athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here was a guy who uh, was. The the, the uh, media relations uh, giant for Texas Longhorn football, starting uh, right at the turn at about nineteen seventy seventy one, he followed the legendary Jones Ramsey, and uh, Bill was there with Coach Royal, and then and then all the coaches after that. Uh, the historian of sorts and knew so much about the program. He was a graduate of the University of Texas. There's this legendary story that went around that Bill Little, a, a who was the sports editor. Of the Daily Texan, the campus newspaper, in his senior year of 1963 64, May personally have tipped the scales for texas to win the its first ever national championship in college football because that year uh it was uh, a little over a week after the assassination of president kennedy texas played texas a&m in college station the Longhorns were unbeaten and uh it was just kind of a mud bog that they were playing in the field there'd been a, a lot of rain in college station and the Longhorns were really slowed down and they were struggling and it was late in the game And it had already been handed a second reprieve by the Aggies, who had intercepted a pass, which looked like it was going to stop the Texas drive, except that they tried to lateral it. It was fumbled. Texas recovered. They scored a touchdown. They go ahead. Aggies get the ball last. And they drive down, and they throw a pass into the end zone where the guy juggled it and – It was a little bit difficult to tell in the old grainy black-and-white footage whether he held it and had a foot down in the back of the end zone. The officials seemed to hesitate. Bill, at the time, 21 years of age, standing behind the goalpost in a trench coat and a fedora hat, waves his arms incomplete and does it demonstratively. And there are those who say the, the official was influenced by that and waved it incomplete. And, and Texas held on it. Now, Bill always downplayed it and said, no, no, no. It was it, it was an incomplete pass. It was incomplete. But th- that's the kind of legendary status he had. He was a baseball broadcaster for 50 years. Uh, he uh, mainly is an analyst, but also did uh, play-by-play of their 1975 national championship team. He was uh, analyst with me for about 12 or 13 years before he uh, retired. And, uh, you know, he was just uh, – so he did play-by-play of their basketball, their NIT. Championship team in 1978. He was he was a legendary, iconic figure, a giant in the annals and the lore of University of Texas athletics, and he'll definitely be missed.
0: Um, it, most certainly, and I was I was proud to raise a glass to, uh, to him in his memory on uh, with you on Saturday. Uh, there is other before we let you go. There's other exciting news in your world. Uh, I understand uh, that two o'clock today. The Craig Way Show? Let's go. Uh,
4: yeah. It, 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 we actually started it yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, so, as I mentioned on the year yesterday, I have never dealt with an eponymous labeling of, of, of a show that I was following it with with my name on it. And that was easy to duck and hide behind things if it didn't go well back then uh, on those things. But, yeah, we the the show started yesterday, and I am back on my uh, old station, AM 1300 The Zone, where I was for 19 years and doing the Texas Longhorn Games. And, of course, it was crosstown uh, at the horn uh, for six and a half years. Well, now the, the broadcast are back on AM 13 Under the Zone and on 98.1 KVET FM. So, in conjunction with that, I move back over and doing a daily show from two to four, of which you will be a weekly guest and contributor.
0: Make sure you listen to The Craig Way Show, 2 to 4 p.m. on AM 1300, The Zone in Austin. He's Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Craig, appreciate your time, my friends. And uh, I will talk to you a little later today, and then we will see you on High School Scoreboard Live Friday night on Valley Sports Southwest.
4: Uh, we'll do it, Tab, And uh, Pickle, keep uh, chopping away. You, you and uh, your minions are off to a great start in your uh, new and exciting enterprise.
3: Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, man.
0: Bye, Craig. See ya. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Exciting news in his world. An Emmy winner now. I mean, he's, he's been an Emmy winner. Another Emmy winner? A new Craig... The Craig Way Show? The Craig
3: Way Show, like, correct. Is correct. I'm gonna... It sh- that is officially should, labeled as a correct.
0: Do we need t-shirts? Yes. We need t-shirts. We're gonna get some t-shirts. Please. Now, I'm holding ooh, you to this. Ooh, a hoodie. Every week a that... Hoodie.
3: Okay. Every single week that I don't have a Craig Way shirt, I'm replaying this for you. Okay. We need to get Craig Way. I just wanted to say Tuesday's on it. AM
0: 1300 The Zone. We need Craig Way Show shirts, please. We appreciate Craig Way the Texas football Hall of Famer joins every Tuesday here on Texas football today we are Texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Campbells. follow us on Instagram instagram.com slash Campbells, and of course see us at texasfootball.com coming up here in just a moment the Dave Campbell's Texan Life top 10 plays of the week from week two week one rather but first let's find out who are our Zarka fueled by nature teams of the week Dave Campbell's Texas football in partnership with Ozarka is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Congratulations to this week's recipients of the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Week one of the Texas High School football season is in the books, in the pocket, out of sight. But we got to do one last thing, Pickle, and that is to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texan Life top 10 plays of the week put together by our friends uh, at Dave Campbell's Texan Life. Uh, you could see all these plays on TexanLive.com on Friday night with our, what do we have, like 50 something games last week? Yep. Jeez. TexanLive.com. But if you missed it, Here's the top 10 plays of the week from week one from Dave Campbell's Texan Live. From the Eagle 40 yard line, pitch out,
2: stopping. Solomon pulls up to throw, man, open down the field. It's Jeremiah Scobie, who's got it. Touchdown.
4: Second down and 10 from the 25. Delay draw. Fire over the middle, it's picked off. What a great beat on that one. INT back the other way to the 10, to the 5,
2: diving. He gets in. Yes. Touchdown, Hebron! Guter looking to throw. Steps up in the pocket, heaves it deep downfield. There's a man open! Touchdown, Eagles! Can
4: you believe it? Jonathan Corbin from Guter.
2: Edwards coming this way. Has to try to reverse his field, he's in big trouble. But he stays on his feet. Finds some blocks. I shot Edwards to the end zone. Touchdown! out of the gun takes
0: it bulldozes his way and picks up the first down and a whole lot more marcus turner to the house
2: corner of the end zone it is caught touchdown spring unbelievable throw and catch fourth and forever Five seconds to go, half number one. Jackson Sims here, ready for the Hail Mary attempt. Eaves it down the field. Kyle Sheffield makes the catch. Touchdown, Kingwood Bork. Wow. To end the first half, the prayer is answered. Kyle Sheffield. Russell, going on third and long. Zips it for Moore. Makes the jump ball catch, and now he's
4: off to the races. Decore and Moore, nobody's gonna catch him. What a night that Moore is having. It's his third touchdown reception. At 14-point deficit.
1: It's blocked. Field goal is blocked. Picked up by the Mustangs. let looking. Still looking, throwing deep left side. Interception. Oh, my goodness. What a crazy turn of events.
2: Ryan going for the win.
4: They're saying, let's be bull. Power eye.
0: Play fake. Hobbs throws one. Caught! Caught! Caught by Hello- Jose Melendez. And Dan Ryan wins on the final play of the game. There it is. The Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10
3: Plays of the Week. That rolled. And that was just week one.
0: See all those on TexanLive.com Live. You can watch all those. Like, we came back into the
3: season with a bang.
0: Uh, I want to spotlight number two. That blocked field goal. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's Jace McMillan for Katie Tompkins. That's... He blocked the kick and then intercepted the pass. He did both of them. Yes. (laughs) Okay? Okay? He blocked the kick and then ran back and intercepted the pass on the same play. That might be the silliest. Play. That's a. I get it. The the Denton Ryan play should be number one. I get it. Yes. But that's the silliest play of the week.
3: <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. Because the Denton Ryan one was literally the last play of the yeah. game. Like there was implications there. Mm-hmm. The other one was just like. <laughs> What?
0: That's the most ridiculous play <laughs> How did, how play did you of the week. do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Top 10 plays of the week. You can find those on TexanLive.com. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts with a story about Rice in Texas.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I might have told this here before, but I can't remember. So if you're...
0: It's episode 1630-something. Yeah, I've said, said a lot. <laughs>
3: um, no, allow me to put my mother on blast for a second. Let's so, go. Hi, Trish. Um, my parents have had season tickets to the Texas Longhorn games for many, 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 many years. My dad, huge sports fan. My mm-hmm. mom, before she met my dad, not big sports fan. So when they first started dating, I think that he offered to take her to one of the Texas games, and it was Texas versus Rice. I don't know exactly what year this was, but my mom was like, okay, I'll go check it out. So it was one of her first Longhorn games, and the cheerleaders, or the chap girls, I guess, for Texas, it might have been the cheerleaders, they were holding up signs that said, Beat Rice. And my mom thought they were doing that, like highlighting a player. And so she goes, who is Beatrice? Beatrice. Oh, because they were standing so close together which it makes gosh. sense It th- that's accurate um but they were beatrice. standing so close together with the beat rice it looked like beatrice and she was like well what what player is beatrice so every time the texas and rice play we always call it the like the beatrice bowl <laughs>
0: beatrice oh that's classic yeah that's really good
3: i mean big yeah. game this
0: week big game this week i wonder if texas can beatrice
3: correct uh, the mob is always great the mob, the mob is great. always mob doesn't mess. so good to miss. watch
0: marching owl band does not miss
3: I've been to many Beatrice Bowls in my day and There's the Beatrice Bowl the, and the mob is great
0: classic classic Trish yep you love to see it <laughs> so
3: anyway love you Trish <laughs>
0: That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Colin Deaver of the Mind Shaft on the Dave Campbells Republican Football Podcast Network and the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Recruiting Day on Texas Football Today.